The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. to say it sorry oh yeah well let's do that again then all right uh, restart all right uh uh welcome to pointless prattle prattle oh thank god i was gonna let you do it no. uh, well this is what this is this is a show where trevor and i just pointlessly prattle about things that you know, if we're being fair and honest we don't know anything about so. exactly <laughs> uh with you know just everyday life really for us just talking about things we don't know about literally we are the social media podcast. Uh, that makes me feel gross, but it's probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, we don't know. Uh, we're not an expert in anything, but uh, that doesn't stop us from sharing what we think. Uh, but we also think what we think is pure facts. <laughs> it should be taken as yes. pure, the pure truth. And there's no ands, ifs, or buts about it, Trevor. It's not that we're opinionated. We just have the right answers and we know the wrong answers. That's right. We just know that what we think is the truth and what you think is not, well, it's not the truth. I mean, it's just how it goes. Uh, Trevor, today, what are you and I going to pointlessly prattle about? Well, we're going to talk about echo chambers. Echo, echo, echo. You know, like they use in a a music booth. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Except not that at all. Hey, I... I pulled up the, uh, well, I did. I think it went away. <laughs> Hold on a second. I had pulled up the uh, Google Dictionary definition. Of echo chamber? Of echo chamber. Okay. It's a noun. Uh, the first definition is an enclosed space where sound reverberates. All right, yeah. For example, like for recording studio. And then the second definition is, which I assume is more what we're going on, unless we want to talk about caves or something. Or recording studios. <laughs> right. The second one is an environment in which a person encounters only beliefs or opinions that coincide with their own so that their existing views are reinforced and alternative ideas are not considered. Yeah. So talking about echo chambers, Trevor, I think the most famous one would be uh, Sun Records, you know, where Elvis got started. Johnny Cash was there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so basically what we're going to talk about today is uh, this whole concept, and this is really big on social media obviously but we're all guilty of it i'm guilty of it but of where we only pretty much talk to and listen to and get our information from things that just reinforce what we already think you know uh uh, example would be um let's just say for the sake of the argument that uh i'm really hardcore right wing and I get all my information from right-wing websites, right-wing TV, right-wing... And uh, and I only think the people who think the same as me are correct. And I only listen to what they say. Uh, that is, that is in a nutshell, the echo chamber. And Trevor, right now, especially in this political climate, the echo chamber is by far uh, rearing its ugly head. Especially as we get close to November as of this recording. Yeah, and um, uh, just so you know, Johnny, in the three minutes before you got on to record, I thought, well, maybe I should do a little research so we have something to base this on. Because just an idea I had, I feel like echo chambers are just definitely real. Uh, and the first article I went to... Um, first uh, what? Article. Okay. I'm not sure. What, what did I say? <laughs> I heard this. The first... Ar- ar- ar. <laughs> so the first ar- I went to uh, was a stroke. No, just kidding. Um <laughs> It was from the BBC, and uh, this doctor was basically saying that the it's a myth. <laughs> that the social media echo chamber's a myth. So I quickly exited out of that and quit researching, because I don't want yeah. our episode to fall apart. <laughs> Which in itself really is a definition of the echo chamber. Yes. <laughs> he told you there wasn't one, and you refused to yes. listen to it. <laughs> so the idea is that... Wait, I, actually for a second though, did you read that article? Because I'm very... 
I'm very Actually, curious. yeah, I could, I could discuss that. Maybe that's a good starting yeah, point. I think that's a really good starting point. Because how in the world can you say that there's not that it's not a thing? It's obviously a thing. I feel like I've witnessed it many times and myself am yeah. guilty of it. Uh, and like anything else, this was one. I mean, he's a doctor, but, yeah, you know, big deal. It's, it's one guy's opinion, really. But from his research, I think basically the gist of it was that um, we don't just consume one type of media. We consume so much different media and that basically there's ebbs and flows. And so it might feel like right now on your Facebook that everybody is sort of in one repeating the same thing over and over, but that we consume so many different types of media that say compared to a hundred years ago when there was no internet, we're actually exposed to a lot more different views and a lot more different opinions um, and I have a response to that. I mean, what what do you think of that? Well, he's not wrong in that aspect of it. We are exposed to a lot, but I think the key, in my opinion, to the echo chamber thing is what you actually listen to. Just because I yeah, hear things, <laughs> just because I hear things from different types of media, does not mean I'm listening to it or that I even accept it at all for any on any sort of basis. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. The, the opportunities there to consume yeah. a lot of different opinions. But what I'm seeing is people here repeat something on Facebook and, you know, they kind of go to work and they kind of hear the same things reinforced and they just kind of, and I say they, I'm being very broad here, but some people, it's like they can just block out any opinion they don't want to hear. Yes. And so maybe the echo chamber, saying the whole internet's an echo chamber, maybe that is a myth, but I definitely feel like there are people and a lot of people who've kind of made their own echo chamber like they built it around themselves yeah i would agree with that um i mean i think it happens a lot when it comes to religions uh, i think it happens a lot when it comes to politics anything that uh people for centuries or for decades have been having uh, big discussions about or debates one probably the better word there uh, i think that's where the echo chamber really comes in uh, I, you know, I'm very curious about this, you know, from a young age, since I went to public school, I've kind of been, uh, subject to many different types of people's opinions, right? Like I've, I've, uh, you know, in my school career, if that's what you want to call it, uh, plenty of, plenty of people, uh, from different walks of life. Uh, with different uh, thoughts and how they think of things compared to myself. Uh, and I've been friends with people, and, and thankfully I still am for the most part, <laughs> uh, people from all different types uh, of life who just think differently. And I think that's very important. Uh, but you and your brother were homeschooled. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the only way that you really had uh, outside um, opinions would be uh, well, myself, obviously, because we were really close. Well, it but just I'll... wasn't at school, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We basically did everything everybody else did outside of school, but at school, yeah, it was just me and my brother and my mom, you know, because we were homeschooled. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've wondered before, you know, like, I don't feel like that really affected my ability to listen to other people or anything like that. It did but not, I'm, no. I'm definitely an introvert, though, and I it's the chicken or the egg thing. You know, I've wondered before... Did that add to that, or was it just what I've been miserable in school anyways because I am an introvert? I don't know, though. I, I feel like with most things in life, I've just learned to deal with it, and and uh, you, you do what you need to do. You know, you fight through it, and I guess that's what, what anybody does. But that raises a good point. I mean, there's no doubt about it when it comes to an echo chamber that your immediate environment is just a huge effect. Yes. I mean... Some of the things that have been really frustrating me with the area we live in right now and the way people I feel like know better are just being so condescending or so black and white on every issue. When I was 10 years younger, 15 years younger, you know, I had a lot simpler, simpler, a lot yeah. more simpler worldview. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think I kind of just absorbed my environment and tended to agree with a lot of what I heard without thinking through it myself. Yeah. And I think that's the key of that getting out of the echo chamber is just being willing to think through it yourself. 
And I swear, I just don't think some people were built to do that. And it sounds really condescending, but that's the way it feels sometimes. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, though. Um, and again, when we're saying all this, and I think Trevor would agree with me here, we we are just as guilty of these of this. Oh, no, I've never done it. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, well, let me just talk for myself. <laughs> no, definitely. I feel like yeah. I've only maybe in the last couple of years. I mean, there's some things, and it's, and it's, it's almost too embarrassing to to be specific, but there's some things that I was super close minded about yeah. and really didn't realize I was, if I'm being honest, it's just so easy to just repeat what you've always heard, which I guess is really all an echo chamber has to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I, and I think you and your brother really benefited from how your mom just is as a person, uh, when it comes, yeah. but there aren't, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody who homeschools. Not at all. I understand why you would want to do it and all that. But I do know that one of the reasons that some people want to homeschool is because they don't want like outside opinions uh-huh. uh, put forth upon their child. <laughs> right. Which is um, kind of dangerous in its own way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I never, ever got that feeling from your mom. Like, I don't think that's, uh, that's no. just not in her DNA. Uh, she's uh, very much uh, someone who uh, would listen to other people's opinions and just listen to people in general. So, uh, and I and I would never once I've never once and I've known her almost my entire life. I've never once known her to force her opinion on anyone. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, that's just not who she is. But however, uh, I do kind of think she is sort of a unicorn when it comes to that. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, and I'm not just saying this because she's my mom and everybody thinks their mom is the best, but I think the way my mom is just so level-headed and she doesn't think her opinion's worth all that much because because she's smart enough to realize that. Because guess what? Everybody has an opinion, just like a just like a butt. Everybody has an opinion. Just like a b-hole. Yep. That's, that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. And so I think in some ways maybe it makes me harsher on other people because mom was sort of my standard for just having your head on straight and not thinking your opinion is everything. And, um, but no, that what you're, what you said is exactly right. I remember having that actual conversation with mom when we were still in school that she did not homeschool us, that her and dad didn't make that decision because they wanted us to be, you know, uh, only they have a say in what we hear, what we believe. Yeah. Because so many homeschoolers, um, you know, a lot of good people, but so many homeschoolers that we sometimes had function with and stuff. That was definitely the case, and you could tell it. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm not saying that has to be wrong. I mean, you have a right to, to definitely, you have a responsibility to filter what your kids are exposed to because they can't handle everything yet. Right. But you could tell the the parents who were just they wanted to be the sole educators yes. in life. Of their children, and I think the children paid a price for it sometimes. Yeah, and I think there's a real benefit from having different uh, teachers uh, from different walks of life too, right? Because then you're getting even more different opinions. I think it really helped me. I was very fortunate that I had a lot of teachers I really liked in different subjects, uh, so I wasn't just getting an echo chamber. Uh, we grew up in a Mennonite church, uh, so I also in a weird way. And I know this may sound weird to people who are not familiar with Mennonites and their beliefs and how uh, overall they they usually act. <laughs> uh, but I kind of feel that compared to people who I know, and I'm not knocking them either because they're my friends, who grew up in different uh, different other types of churches, that uh, like, like a Baptist church, for example, because that's the big thing around here is Baptist church. Um I feel like we we were way less, um, what's the word I'm looking for when it comes to our religion and beliefs? We were way less. Uh, I think we were way less focused on being right. Yeah. And when yeah. I say we, I mean, at least arrogant. during its best times, the church was way less focused on just being right. <laughs> yeah. And we were way less arrogant, I feel. Uh, right. As a as a denomination, I, I mean, I remember my dad saying, whenever you got asked a question, you know, what denomination are we? He never made a big deal about that. And I think that's why we fit into that church for so long. Yeah. Because it wasn't like being a denomination to me is almost, and we're kind of getting into what can almost be its own episode, but the whole idea of a religious denomination to me, like within Christianity, for example, having different denominations within Christianity, 
technically, from a biblical sense, it really doesn't make any sense. Um, and, and maybe you could argue that a denomination could almost become an echo chamber. Um, uh, you know, I think Christ is a lot bigger and a lot broader than what some denominations allow him to be. Um, and so I, I feel like a whole denomination can almost become an echo chamber in a way. Yeah. Um, and let's, you know, in the, as of this recording, um, in the news, uh, another, a, a black man was shot six times. I think it was six times in the back by police as he was walking to his car. Oh, um, did that happen today? No, I think it was either yesterday or the day before as of this recording. Well, I don't watch the news generally, but I can't believe I haven't even heard about that. Yeah, it's um, it was pretty awful. Um, and I'm just bringing it up because obviously, as soon as that does, you get a big, um, how, how can I put it? murmuring? I guess uh, from all sides uh, of an issue, right? When something like that has has happened, when something awful has happened, and you know, uh, and I think that's kind of part of the echo chamber is I can tell how by by their opinions that they have on like this subject, for example, since I brought it up, I can kind of tell how they are with with anything, <laughs> right? Uh, right? Like just based on this opinion, like I saw so many people uh, saying like, well, I like I, I guarantee I'm just going to use LeBron James because he's a big basketball player and he's very outspoken about about this, uh, you know, about Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. Um, like I've seen people who I am friends with who criticized him, uh, LeBron James, because LeBron James was mad about that. And, uh, but he wasn't mad about like, let's say when it's, when it's little, when, when the, the, the races were reversed or whatever, or like, a you know, or like something happened to a white person, you know? And my first thought was this echo chamber, I feel the reason the echo chamber is dangerous is that it really does a great job of sniffing out and just stomping out people's compassion yeah, for, for other people. Cause you don't even think about what it's like for other people. You can only think about what it's like for you. Um, and it makes you very, in my opinion, it makes you very selfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, literally if you take the definition, it's basically saying something and having it, shout it back to you basically and yeah it's kind of a form of self-love really just because it's oh yeah <laughs> i know you go there um it takes it takes some humility honestly to be around opinions and people that are diverse from you and i say that because i realize how much i didn't seek that out most of my life yeah and i'm not pretending to be some uh woke individual i'm just saying I'm just being honest. I kind of realize that about myself. And I don't just mean race or even political views. Just diversity in life, period, really is important. I mean, I've alluded to my my board game hobby before. And we're starting to see more uh, uh, designers from like Japan and Korea. And, you know, it was pretty much these hobby games I enjoyed. It was pretty much Germany for a long time. And some in the U.S. And now you've got, you know, French and Russian and, uh, like I said, Japan. And you just name it. And I think it's important because it's sort of, it breathes new life. It uh, Different viewpoints on things just make life richer and fuller. Um, even yeah. in something like board games or movies or you name it, you know. Yeah, um, if... If I'd felt like I only surrounded myself with people who thought exactly like I did, I truly feel I would have missed out on some really fun times with people. Because uh, you're just taking out a whole chunk of people that way. <laughs> right. That you would uh, never even give a chance to uh, if you're just stuck in the echo chamber. Now, that's not to say that... Um, I How, how do I want to put this? Like, I don't... I don't think that you should... Like let's say you become aware that you've that you're in an echo chamber. I don't think that that makes you a bad person. I think everybody at some point in their lives, oh yeah, is very guilty of the echo chamber thing. I most certainly am. Um, I I have a very real example of how much much of a hypocrite I am. 
Oh, please bring it. You'd like to hear it. (laughs) I would. I would love this. So uh, here, you know, a few years ago, I decided to change careers and I went back to school to become an RN, a registered nurse. And the school I went to was in what is known to be a very, very left-wing, and some people even use the word hippie, uh, city. Yes. Like, it really is. A, a, it's Asheville, North Carolina. It's 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 known, I've, I've heard it said before, not in a positive or negative way, just as a fact, that it is a more liberal city than pretty much any city up north. It just happens to be in North Carolina. Um, and it's a beautiful anyway, place, too. By oh, way. yeah, gorgeous yeah. Uh, mountains and a, a gorgeous city. But anyways, I went to school there, and... and I don't know how to say this, but and like I said, I've I've done some growing. I would say some moving and shifting in different directions in the last just in the last couple of years. Just this year, honestly, even that that could be its own episode. Just what this year has brought about and how it's changed us. But um, at that time, several years ago, pretty much what I was around was the more conservative side of things. I wouldn't say I identified one way or the other particularly. Because I like to be too cool for school and, you know, kind of hear out both sides. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely was just around the conservative voice. I didn't hear the other voice very often. And literally every one of my classmates, 30 or so of them, were the most extreme, in many cases politically motivated, uh, left-leaning politically. Left-leaning in ideology, left-leaning in every possible way. And after a while... It was just so extreme. I'll be honest with you. I got really grumpy about it. I'm like, okay, I'm here to learn about, you know, gallbladder surgery. (laughs) I'm I'm really tired of hearing about this new agenda you're on. (laughs) And it's, and I, and I became friends, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm exaggerating for radio, but I did, yes, (laughs) yes, for our, for our millions of listeners worldwide, but. I did kind of get a little grumpy about it because it was just so, I was being preached to. Yeah. I I feel like I was being preached to and it was so one-sided. It was very much an echo chamber, to be fair. It was very much an echo chamber. However, again, being a hypocrite, you flip that. I now find myself utterly, and I'm going to use the word that I think comes to my mind first, disgusted with the extreme right-wing, extreme conservative, evangelical, politically motivated evangelical in our part of the country have just disgusted me with their reactions to things lately, with their one-sidedness, with the echo chamber. And so I've been on both extremes and have been frustrated by both. And I think the key is, without balance, you can just really start saying some loony things. Like some of those people who I said were, like I said, very much on the liberal side, if they could hear themselves talk, you know, maybe after spending some time around diverse people, I think maybe they would realize they were sounding a little bit, a little, little loony. And in my opinion, and I'm just going to say it, some of the people who are so hardcore on the Trump train that they can't admit that there's any uh, fault or anything wrong with anything I think they're acting loony as well. And that, that I think that's what an echo chamber can do. It can just make you accept things that you know better. Like you're a better person than that. And you just don't even see it anymore because it's all, it's like you're, you're, uh, the wool's been pulled over your eyes so much you can't even see anymore. So you're just stumbling around. Yeah. I, let's just jump into it then. Let's jump into the political part of it. Cause that's obviously what's really motivated us to talk about this subject. Um, but you're leaning towards something that's that I feel is true. Um, I can from my beautiful perch here in the middle <laughs> uh, <laughs> look at both sides. I can look far to the left and far into the right, and see them both being very, very guilty of this echo chamber thing. Right. So. Oh yeah. Uh, let's use it right now as the example. Um, and let's use Trump because obviously that's the big one right now as the example here. If you're all, if you're far left, then everything that Trump has done is truly awful. He's never done anything right. And everything that's wrong right now is his fault. Like literally it's his fault that so many people have lost their lives because of this virus. Right. Like it's right. completely his fault. A hundred percent his fault on that. 
And then which you is look, loony. Yeah. And then let's look to the far right. And I've experienced this when I've talked to people who are Trump people. When uh, I've said stuff like, look, I just, I person, this is just my personal opinions. It doesn't bother me if you like Trump. If you like Trump, that's fine. We can still be friends. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I just don't like him as a person. <laughs> uh, he's said so many things that really I didn't care for. Um, and I don't know if you're going to, if, you're going to use him as your moral high ground. How high that uh, that moral <laughs> high ground is? <laughs> if that makes any sense? Uh, like I don't, I don't understand that. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. But the people on the far right, I've literally seen them make all kinds of excuses for him and for the things he said, uh, for the you know for all the things he's done. Uh, you know, like he can literally do no wrong, right? Uh, and some of the things he's he's done, in my opinion, again, my opinion. Uh, are you know far from uh Christian like things. Uh, yet the people in our area that I've noticed that will defend him uh with everything they've got uh, and make all kinds <laughs> of excuses for him are Christians uh, that I've noticed. Right. Um, then everything he does is there's a good reason for it. Uh, that the other side is literally evil. I've literally heard. I've, I'll actually, I'll say this. I've heard both sides say that the other side's evil. The word yes. evil. I've, used, I've heard that word before. Um, instead of thinking well, maybe yeah. we just come from different areas and we just don't try to look at where somebody else is coming from, which is our biggest issue. And what you said is exactly the problem with the the, uh, the echo chamber. And it's that at this point, people on the far left as a whole would vote against Trump no matter who's running against them or what they're up to, what they do. Yeah. And I've literally heard, and I'm not going to say who, but I'll just say it was in my workplace, literally heard someone on the other side, on the Trump side saying, they literally don't care what he does. Biden is evil and they're voting against Biden. And you wonder why history repeats itself. Yes. (laughs) I mean, what if, for example, and those listening who would consider themselves liberal, take a look in the mirror or don't because really we're a couple of jack nannies and what do we know? But, um, but ask yourself if the choice was Trump or, um, an ax murderer who likes to kick puppies in his spare time, would you have a difficult decision? Like what would you do? And then on the other side, (laughs) you know, if Trump, If Trump actually did some of the things he says, which I think would be pretty evil if he did, <laughs> like some of the things he says is just him talking. That's who he is. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a real estate mogul, a salesman at heart. Not that you have to be like that and be a salesman, but. Did you get milk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey, I got milk. Okay. I'll be up in a few minutes. <laughs> well, we're going to leave that in. Keep that in. That's the kind of podcast we are. Yeah. Keep yes, in. I got milk. That is not code for anything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, remember what I was saying. But anyways, if Trump actually did some of the things he says he's gonna do, there's people that would still vote for him just because oh, they're yeah. voting against Biden. That's that's yeah. the point. You know, it's it's both sides. <laughs> yes, and I don't ever want to sound like we're completely one sided because it's truly both sides. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and to be fair, like I'll just be fair. I don't like Trump so much that I am trying to stop myself from thinking that i'm just going to vote against trump no matter what i've literally thought that so i'm i'm not any better than anybody else when it comes to this Uh, well how how many people did that in the last election i swear to you and i don't think i'm exaggerating over 50 percent of the people that i knew were voting for trump because they said they were they all said the same thing i'm just voting against hillary yeah like that and that does say something maybe about our political system more than people but (laughs) It's, I don't know. He's just, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. Cause in my opinion, the, the best thing Trump's ever done was tell Kevin McAllister where the front desk was in, in New York city and home alone too. That's the only good thing he's ever done. <laughs> uh, but, but it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, but see, that's, but that's, 
that's what I was about to say though. That is your echo uh, chamber, <laughs> my echo chamber, uh, and I'm just as guilty of it. Is that I definitely pay, more, and I've caught myself doing this. I definitely pay way more attention to the negative Trump headlines, and because they're I'm, entertaining, they're entertaining. They are, and I'm like, and they just continue to build up what I already feel about the man, who, yeah. whom I've never met, who I've never met in person. No. Um, and it just reinforces what I what I'm already thinking, and I. And if I'm being honest, I uh, really look hard into positive headlines for him. Um, I have a tougher time believing those, even if they are completely true. I bet a lot of them are. There's well, no that's, way. That's the there's thing. No way, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no way a person is as evil as. <laughs> as no, he, he is painted out to be the Grinch mixed with Hitler, mixed with Satan. Yeah. He's yeah. not as bad as he's painted out to be. He just. Sometimes he talks like he is, though, and that gets him in trouble. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, so, I, you know, the echo chamber, I think, is a very much a real thing, and that we're all, and myself included, um, I think we'd all be better off if we try to recognize when we are falling into that. And I'm not saying that, you know, you need to change your opinion uh, on what you already think. Uh, you can keep your opinion. But I also think it's very important to be open to listening to other sources on things. Um, for example, whenever I I've gotten now to whenever I see something trending on uh, social media, um, if it's something that I want to look into, I try to look at more than just one source on said thing. Um, right. And I started doing that because I caught myself uh, getting into an echo chamber. And mm-hmm. I want to be as fair and as open as I can be about anything. I mean, especially political stuff. Um, you know, because let's face it, I don't. I think I think I can speak for you when I when I say this, Trevor. Me and you don't really care to talk about politics in general, right? Like, uh, no. Because in my opinion, all it does is make people mad and argue with each other. <laughs> Yeah, and they don't listen to each other. Like they don't at all. As soon as like, let's say I come up to Trevor and I say, "Trevor, I'm a Democrat," and you go, "Oh, I'm a Republican," and then, then uh, you know, in today's age, we automatically just stop listening to each other, and our, and our discussion just becomes me waiting on you to stop talking so I can say what I want to say instead of me actually yeah. listening to what you're saying and trying to, you know, one of the, I've always felt that one of the things that I learned and I was very lucky to learn it from different people that I met in my life, uh, either it be from my parents or my grandparents or the church I grew up in or the school I went to and my friends, is that I really truly, and I've, and I've failed at this many times, but I do try to see if I have a disagreement with someone where they're coming from. I might not understand it and I might not get it, but I want to at least try to. Uh, so that way I can feel... You know why? Like, why are they thinking this on a, a subject when I think that on a subject? Um, it's you know, it's I think we the echo chamber has really destroyed empathy. Um, yeah, we don't have any empathy for anyone anymore, and that's the part that really uh, is soul crushing to me. <laughs> it makes me really hate social media of all things. Even though honestly, social media is just a tool; it's not its fault. Yeah, but it's what people use. Um, but there's no empathy from either side towards the uh, other no. side. And that's why this is, uh, I think this is going to be an issue for a long time. Cause I'm not seeing if anybody dares to show any sort of sympathy for someone who's on the other side of the road, then all the people in that person's quote unquote group, uh, blast them for it. <laughs> right. Um, and that's man, you know, let's, you know, for example, we're, we're going to, this is going to be a shorter episode, so we're kind of winding down here, but Trevor's got to get upstairs and make sure his wife finds that milk. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, recently, um, you know, Trump's brother passed away, right? Trump's oh, brother, yeah. Trump's brother died. And that's an awful thing. If you lose any, some, any person who is in your family, whether you're close to him or not, it affects you. Um, and I saw plenty of people who uh, showed no sympathy for that, you know. Mm. Um, 
And to be fair, I, sh- I also saw plenty of people who did show sympathy. I'm not saying that that didn't happen. Uh, but I saw plenty on the left who did not. Uh, who, uh, um, you know, there's this whole thing where, um, you know, uh, do, like, we have this whole thing where we think if somebody does something bad to us, then to make it right or make it even, then we also have to do something equally or more, most of the time worse and more harsh to them. Yeah. To, to For whatever reason, that makes it better. And I've never once understood that. That is not what I was grown up to believe. And again, we're getting into Christianity again here for me. Um, that is not how I feel Jesus would want me to approach things. Not in the least. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that means we should sit here and get, you know, smacked in the face left and right. Obviously not protect your <laughs> face. But I'm also saying that I truly don't feel that if Trevor comes up to me and says that, you know, what I think is dumb, then I turn around and just, just you know, just <laughs> destroy him uh, by just wrecking his character over the coals. Like, how's that? <laughs> how does that make me any better than what I felt you were in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I, I really feel like maybe empathy is why we should have titled this, because that's what it comes back down to. Um, and, and what I'm sick about and the reason we're even talking politics, you're right. I hate talking politics, <laughs> but the only reason I've been interested at all in that lately, it's not the politics I care about. It's not even people's opinions I care about. It's the lack of empathy I've seen from all sides that has just discouraged me. And the reason I've come across as sounding harsh on Christians or harsh on the political right conservatives is because as someone who proclaims to be a Christian, I just expect more than that because I know what the Bible teaches. I know what Christ's teaching is, and it's not this. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I've always felt that uh, knowing Christ does not make me better than anybody else. It just uh, means that I know uh, how I should act and how I should treat others. Yeah, you have have someone to help guide you, and there's plenty of good people who don't have that, and I'm not to judge that, but... For oh, me, I, yeah. I, have plenty I, know of friend, I, have, I have friends who are literally atheists, and they're awesome people. It, but uh, but yeah, like like we're saying though, as a Christian, if you're proclaimed to be a Christian, then there's things that come with that, right? And that's that's what I that's when I get upset. I mean, I know this isn't going to make me popular with anybody. Oh, man. but the truth is, <laughs> Trump is not all good or all bad. He has done some things politically, which I'll be fair, I don't watch the news very much and I'm not on in tune with all of it, but he's done some things that I think probably make good sense. Some things, maybe some other presidents should have done even, but, but, then, but can, then he'll turn around and do things that are kind of gross. So he's, uh, his, he's, he's both. Exactly. Yes. His personality is just divisive. I mean, it's, it's helping to push this echo chamber along. And I truly don't even think he believes some of the things he says, or he doesn't think about what they maybe sound like. But the net effect is it's dividing the country further. And to me, that is important for a president to not do that. Yeah. And so really my whole issue with the whole Trump train and the extreme echo chamber I've seen from the conservative side of things lately is the, the fact that it is associated with Christianity. The fact that people like to, well, Trump himself will hold up the Bible. He actually said in an interview that Biden was going to hurt God. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the man, I mean, bless his heart. <laughs> Unless I've been reading the wrong Bible and I truly have no knowledge of Jesus Christ, I don't see how he is a follower of Jesus. I just don't see it. Yeah, he's not. And I can't no. judge that except by saying by what Jesus' word says, you know. Um, so I don't know. So that's when I have a problem is when it's, um, you know, I read a quote recently from a, a musician who me and you used to both like a lot. Uh, the lead singer of Five Iron Frenzy. I'm yeah. sure nobody's heard of him, but you know he he said something pretty powerful. I thought, and I I probably should read it instead of trying to quote it. But basically, seeing people use Jesus for political gain is just it's sickening. Basically, that's the gist of it. Yeah, it's um, gross, and, and that's really been gross. my problem with this whole thing from the start. Yeah. So I wanted to end this episode. Uh, with this echo chamber topic, let's kind of dive into the world of of uh, of conspiracies, conspiracy theories. Oh. 
because I think this is very much echo chamber material here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in today's political climate, especially is where this is really starting to spawn up. I, I don't know how, how people can look at this stuff and hear this stuff and not at least the very least try to look at multiple sources, not just one source on something to see if it's true instead of just saying, well, it's probably true, <laughs> uh, which right. is kind of how this starts. But, uh, Trevor, I don't want to give away too much because, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're the one to kind of maybe start thinking about this, but, uh, where you work, um, you've, well, let, let me just say it this way. Me and you, honestly, I can say have rarely ever discussed a single conspiracy theory. Like I can't think of one that you've ever brought up to me before ever. And our 20, we're almost 30 plus years of knowing each other. Yeah. Never once, never once. I, however, have obviously, because I'm into uh, strange, odd, creepy stuff in our history, I've obviously run across plenty of conspiracy theories. Most of them I put zero um, zero belief into, but I still find them fascinating to talk about. Because I, I like seeing why people think how they think. Um, you know, it just fascinates me why someone thinks something is true or what makes them believe that something is true, but... Um, so I've I've run across plenty of conspiracy theory, but I've never once ever ever heard you bring up a single conspiracy theory. But in this year alone, I've heard you bring up multiple ones, <laughs> yeah. like out of nowhere, and it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, because I'm hearing them in my daily life over and over, and I have to look them up myself to see is there anything to this. And so far, in every case. It's baloney. And it's like, do people not do the basic research themselves? I mean, it just blows my mind. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've literally heard that uh, the the Hollywood elite and congressmen and British Parliament are, are drinking children's blood to, to receive eternal life. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. I've seen that spread by people that... I'm associated with in some capacity in life. And I won't be more specific than that, but <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. You're not serious. Right. But they are. And a lot of people believe it. And I think the only way that kind of thing happens is just being around people who are repeating what you want to hear. And they're parroting back to you, what you say. And it's like, Oh, it must be true. I keep hearing it. You know, I keep hearing it. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's and scary. I th- and I think it's worse because a lot of those people are the same people who tell you to think for yourself. And yeah. they'll sit there and tell me to think for myself while they're getting all their information and that they're just repeating from some blog from some guy that nobody's ever heard of. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, what's that group or what's that new thing called? Um, it's conspiracy theory. It's a group. Go oh, good Lord. I'm went, my mind went blank on this. It's got a name. Um, Anon. Yes. Yes. Or something like I'm, that. No, not Anon. That's the no. Nurses Association. <laughs> <laughs> Quanon, Canon, I'm getting remember. Q not, it's like Q A N O E. Yes, yeah, there you go. Thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That was what I. You got me there. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, it's just like that's a big thing right now, and I don't, I don't know how. Uh, that literally started, by the way. Those who don't know, look into the history of it. Literally started in a chat room somewhere. Um, yeah, uh, uh, 4chan chat room. Yeah. Yes, 4chan, where we get all our real information from 4chan. Uh, that's literally where it got started. It was a, it was like a, it was like a uh, chat or whatever they call those things, and or some sort of certain room. Literally started there, and now it's made its way into our, uh, literally into our politics. Uh, and that, to me, uh, is a huge echo chamber thing. Like it's, uh, and right now. I've noticed from, like, I've literally had friends who I've known for quite a long time come out and start talking about this stuff to me, uh, acting me, uh, literally asking me if I believe this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like, one of the big ones was there's this pizza shop, and I just feel bad for everyone's this pizza shop. <laughs> I can't remember where it's at, but, like, this apparently is, like, the main hub for all child trafficking, uh, which is obviously not true. Uh, I mean, you know. You know, you know the right. one thing, you know the one thing that I really don't get to. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that that was true. Uh, that would mean ever everybody in the world knows about it. Uh, why would they keep it there? Right. 
you know? Uh, it just makes sense to move it somewhere else, you know? Uh, just saying. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird thing now where the echo chamber that we're all in uh, really is also going to extreme uh, beliefs. You know, there for the longest time, uh, you know, one of the main ones you used to hear was 9-11 was an inside job or uh, what's the big one now? Um, you kind of touched on it. Or like like uh, you brought up the like Tom Hanks was. Uh, oh, here's the big. <laughs> yes. Here's one that really I was like, OK, uh, like uh, Tom Hanks. The reason that he was actually staying in Australia for so long was not because he'd gotten the virus over there, which was actually the real reason him and his wife both got it. But, you know. Uh, but the real reason was actually because he was under house arrest for um, doing awful things to children. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hanks, literally uh, one of the uh, like, if he if it ever came out that he was a bad person, I would cry for days. Uh, I just do not see that happening. Um, but it's just so weird how people will just jump on this stuff. I, I I'm kind of curious what you think. What's what do you think the reason is when people hear something that's so um, far out there that they will in their minds rationalize it? And I'm talking to smart, really, really intelligent people who do this. I've I feel like I've read a couple articles trying to understand it, and the only thing I can think is, a people are bored right now. There's still people stuck at home. Yeah, they got too much time on their hands. B, the whole echo chamber we've been talking about. They keep hearing it reconfirmed. And and C, I think people are just grasping at straws for meaning. They're, they're looking for the truth to be bigger than what it is. And a lot of times it's just, the truth is just not that exciting to people. I don't know. But, but with all that being said, I honestly still don't get it. I mean, I really don't. <laughs> I don't. And, it, and it's been a struggle for me because there's people I respect that have said things I just don't get. How can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I yeah. think you're. I think you're onto something there, uh, for sure. Where, uh, I think it's where the echo chamber comes in. Like we're 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 all grasping for some sort of identity, and we're also grasping to be a part of something. Right. And that I think I think that's kind of human. That's kind of one of our human traits is we all want to be a part of something. We don't want to be uh, left out. We don't want to be out of the group. We want to be in the group. And yep. Um, like we are uh, creatures of of wanting to be around other creatures. We're not creatures of solitude for the most part. Some people like to be alone, but um, there's not very many Batmans out there, if you know what I mean. No, uh, there's pl- most people are like me, and I'd much rather talk to somebody than talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, um, because uh, I get tired of uh, <laughs> well, just myself in general. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, um, is there anything else we want to discuss before we get into um, what we're into right now and then sign off? No, uh, except my battery's at 8%, so if we're going to go much longer, I better get up and then plug it in. Well, let's just hurry up and finish. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, Trevor, what are you into right now? Well, um, this is obscure as usual, but uh, if there's anybody out there that listens to our Retro Bliss podcast where we cover old video games... You know, the Earthbound as a role-playing game that's become one of my... A game I'm just totally obsessed about. Yes. So I started, just actually yesterday, started playing the first game in the series, just called Mother. And I'm not going to go into all the details of why it's called Mother, but Earthbound is basically Mother 2. So this is the original. Um, it's a RPG that sadly never came out of Japan officially, but people who love the series have translated it. So I'm playing my way through it right now and I'm really enjoying myself. It's very old school. Um, it's so quirky. Uh, literally I just visited a little church. I went to a cemetery to rescue a a girl and I went into a church and the person in the church said that they really want to talk to the zombies to tell them about God, but they're too scared. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's what you can expect from this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Um, for myself, um, I'm going to throw out this. I just started playing, and, and I've had it forever. I just, but I don't know why it just took me forever to play it. Uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth. Uh, oh yeah. It, it's also an RPG. It's very, very rated R. Just like the show. Shame, shame on you. Incredibly rated R. So if you're easily offended by stuff, do not play it. 
However, it too is RPG, and Trevor would tell you that I'm not the biggest fan of RPGs, so it takes a lot for me to like them. Um, like, I did like Earthbound quite a lot, because it has a great sense of humor. And that's the same thing with this game. Uh, I'm really, really loving it, uh, because it just feels like I'm in an episode of the show. And it's really, really fun, and it kind of takes aspects of RPGs, tr- traditional ones, and really kind of makes fun of it. And I'm all for that. Uh, so that's my thing I'm into currently, and I will also say the Dragon Prince. That's Trevor's fault. Um, <laughs> animated show on Netflix. Uh, there's three seasons so far, and you'll get through them really fast uh, if you if you get into it like I did. I get, I watched the whole series in a couple of days. So, um, yeah, it's it's yeah. really good. Yeah, I very much like it. it's like a uh, uh, fantasy, uh, like I think Dungeons and Dragons ish type stuff. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at on that. All right, Trevor. Um, I think that's all for now. Uh, stay tuned um, until next time. Uh, I think we've already decided we're going to have a way less heavy topic for next time because <laughs> yeah. we really, we really started out fairly heavy with our first three, which is fine. Uh, we don't want to hinder ourselves at all. But uh, so, Trevor, um, that's all I got. You got anything else you want to give the people before your battery dies? No. Um, I think my physical battery is dying too. Sorry if I've. I probably said some things to offend absolutely everyone, and that's just assume I didn't mean it. If that's the case, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Trevor doesn't mean to offend, and I've stopped caring if I do. Because uh, I mean, even my even my body odor is probably fairly offensive. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we've had people reach out; it's very cool. Um, we uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, listen Indeed. to this. Listen to Trevor's. Board game podcast, The Cardboard Cave, and listen to uh, Retro Blist and Retro Pop. Those are our other shows and History Creeps. Uh, go check those out. They're all part of the, the network here, um, and we're very uh, proud of our shows. Though. We're doing very way better than I ever thought. Way more people listen to us than probably should. Oh, yeah. It says something about you people, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's all on you. We, we bear no responsibility for this. So thank you, uh, and until next time, um, stay creepy. Okay. <laughs> That's the rogue show. <laughs> uh, come back to the cave. Oh, yeah. Until next time, uh, let's get into it. Bye. <laughs> Trevor got me okay.